This week's episode is entirely about styled shoots, what they are and why you absolutely need to do them, but uh, with some cautions in mind too. We are gathered here today to bring together the wedding community. Whether you are a seasoned pro, a newbie planning to start your own wedding business, or an engaged couple hoping to see behind the scenes, we're here to share tips, tricks, and laughs with you as we talk weddings. The Union Podcast is a show that aims to build a community for those in the wedding planning trenches. Join Jamie Wolfer, Heather Laurie Fear, and special guests in roundtable discussions about the challenges and joys of the wedding business. And now, here come your hosts, Jamie and Heather. All right, guys, in today's episode, I just dove right in there. Wait, hold on. Should I just go? Are we going? Okay. Do it, girl. <laughs> we haven't sat down to record for a while, so... Can we get our mojo back? Are we going to find it? I think we're going to be solid today. I think you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> Either that or it's going to be it's going to be a, a you know what show and at least it's going to be entertaining. But in today's episode we're talking about style shoots because I freaking love them and Heather brings some very realistic perspective to them that I think that it is important to have them but a lot of people don't know where to start and there's a lot of confusing stuff about it. So we figured we'd take a whole episode to talk about it. Yeah, I know initially when we had met online and chatted about style shoots, we were coming from very different perspectives. Yeah. And, you know, as like the wedding hacker, my angle was pretty aggressive. So I would be like, these are the worst <laughs> thing couples could ever see, which is not totally true, you guys. It's not the worst. It's just, I think, kind of a thing where, you know, they need a little asterisk yeah. of information on how much this thing costs. So they have realistic expectations. Yes. But for vendors, I mean, they're pretty important, especially when you're getting started. Yeah. In fact, um, I'm doing these mentor sessions, which are super fun. And that's one of the first things that I recommend that they get done is that they do some sort of styled shoot because you do need to show clients what you can do. You do need to show clients how you can show up for them, what you can design for them, what you can create for them. So I think without that, especially in the day and age of social media, I think you're going to kind of be in trouble. So that, that is one of the first few steps I always recommend to budding planners or any wedding vendor in any category is doing the style shoot is because it, it gets you going. Yeah. I mean, just for building your portfolio, it's huge. Obviously, really big difference between coordinating or running a style shoot and running a full wedding, total right. different ball games. But as far as the visuals and bringing together awesome vendors and kind of coordinating some stuff, there's some good training in there as you go through that process. Mm -hmm. And then for the vendors who are a little more like crafty, you know, and they're doing the photos and they're building the florals, they're really getting do that project just as they would for a client. So it's some good practice. And then you're getting these amazing photos to show everybody what you can do. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's an element of the freedom of a styled shoot where there isn't, how do I say this politely? There's no client's opinion. So like you right. can, for me, design wise, I love designing styled shoots because I'm like, the sky's the limit. And then my, my bank account's like, no, I am. Because <laughs> I've tossed, tossed a lot of money at styled shoots before. So I, I'd like to say that I'm never going to do that again, but I think we all know better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have my big pie in the sky dream. Hey, Costco, if you're listening, you're involved. I oh want gosh. to do a styled shoot with all Costco things because, of course, I, I love my budget couples and I want right. them to see what's possible with like some really reasonably priced things. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But I mean, like Costco people, if you're listening, Costco. call me. 
Costco, uh, which by the way, I don't, have any, I don't even have a Costco near me anymore, which breaks my freaking heart because I am a Costco so girl till the day I die, except for now, apparently I'm a Sam's Club person. But I think that's a genius idea. There's so many gorgeous things you can get from Costco, like florals and obviously really good food from Costco. You could have samples as your appetizers. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Like cut up in those yeah. little paper cups. It'd be perfect. I mean, any of you real budget <laughs> folks listening, there you go. You have it right there. Tiny just little the whole thing. Cups. Of, I don't know, whatever is a sample of the day, some granola bar, and you're going to be set. Perfect. But seriously, on that note, though, I mean, knowing your audience and knowing, like, as the budgety sort of person I am, there are couples in my audience who would really resonate with that message. Now, if you're a high end wedding planner, please don't tell them that idea. And please don't present that to them as a style yeah. shoot because they're going to be like, well, what are you talking about? I want a real like polished florist that's the top one in town. So, you know, realize what your audience is looking for and you're going to want to develop your style shoot around that. And honestly, when you're first getting started, like staying on the design thread is like what you put out is who you will bring in. So if you put out a very, very, like if you do two very dark and moody style shoots and those are the only things that clients have to look at, then you're probably going to generate some dark and moody clients. And if that's your vibe, that's awesome. If you're more of the sunflower and baby's breath crowd, the DIY, the burlap, lace, uh, mason jar, wood round, you know exactly, everyone's picturing it right now because that was like 2006 when that whole thing blew up. <laughs> no, it was probably right after 2008 when everyone went into the DIY area mm-hmm. after that, the, the bubble burst then. But if that's your vibe and that's what you want to create to put out there, that's probably going to be a lot of the clientele that you're going to bring in. So it is important to, if you are going to do a style shoot, yes, have fun with it. But yes, also be aware that whatever style you put into that could potentially be a lot of whom you bring in. We still see a whole lot of varied clients. I don't think I have a single dark or moody style shoot that we've done, but I've gotten in, I think at this point, three or four brides that have worn black dresses, which is epic and awesome. Oh, that's amazing. I love those. I know I love black dresses so much. So dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's just a good way to like create and cultivate what you want your style to be and how you want to be perceived. We interrupt this podcast because there is something extremely special that I want to share with you guys. I don't know about you, but for the last who knows how many years, I've been using a Frankenstein Googled copied and pasted contract. And while that is extremely embarrassing to admit to all of our listeners, I know that there are people out there who feel the same as I do. And there were a couple things that kept me from actually getting an attorney drafted contract. Actually, no, there was one thing. It was so expensive and it seemed so out of reach. That's when I learned about Legally Set. You see, Coonby with Legally Set has created industry-specific contracts for people like you and me working in the wedding industry. They're easy to customize. They're drafted by an actual attorney and not Google. Can you imagine that? And last but not least, they are so extremely affordable. So if you were like me and maybe using a less than appropriate and or legal contract, it's time to step up your game. You have no more excuses. Head on over to theunionpodcast.com slash legally set to check them out. Yes, that all makes sense and is very wise. So be mindful of what sort of style shoots you participate in. I would say that also for vendors beyond the planners who aren't the ones putting it together. Like if you see information in your area about a style shoot and it is nothing close to the types of weddings you're trying to attract, like it probably isn't the right one for you. Um, Don't go take a bunch of photos of a wedding that looks nothing like what you're hoping to attract. Yeah. 
Yeah, now, I totally agree. I'm going to say even on that note that you're also networking with other vendors who, again, are likely in that same budget range that, you know, work the same sorts of events in the same areas. So that's a big part of a style shoot, in my opinion, is the networking and being cognizant of that when you show up that you're not just so hyper-focused on like doing everything perfectly, but that you put the investment into talking to people and getting to know them. Yeah. And I think on, on that note, also having the connection and having conversations beforehand too really does create a collective experience. I've had both ends of the spectrum. I had one styled shoot where that was awful. I left it crying. Like it was bad. <laughs> I know. And then other styled shoots were like, we were giggling with laughter at the very end of it. The whole group like just had come together so beautifully. So when we did at you and yours, um, oh, down that San is Diego, a beautiful photo. Like, like those photos are gorgeous. Those, oh. that was an epic, epic styled shoot. So really making sure that like the networking doesn't have to be just for that day, but you could be either pulling from a crew of vendors that you've worked with in the past and you're like, hey, let's get creative. Let's have fun. Um, let's generate some new images for everybody and some new ideas as we go into this new year. Or if you're meeting up with new people, spend the time networking and chatting beforehand just so you don't leave that experience, obviously, having a crummy day, but also you've developed longer term relationships. Now, I have a question for you. Have you worked with a style shoot where they had like a whole bunch of vendors coming through? Because I've heard of some in San Diego where like they put together this beautiful setting and a whole bunch of photographers show up, maybe like 10 and do photos throughout the day with some models and really like use it for portfolio building. It seems to be something specifically that I've seen with other photographers kind of leaning into this as almost like a mini training, I guess. I have not been a part of one of those, but I've heard and seen of a lot of them and I don't mind it. I do think it's kind of cool to like look through the different perspectives of the different photographers. But I think if a potential client sees that and also sees it on another person's Instagram, I think it cheapens the experience. Does that make sense? So I think yeah. it's, it's, it's a great way to build your portfolio if you have nothing I mean, you're getting photos, you're getting your name out there, you're connecting, you're networking. That's all amazing. However, if you and three other photographers are posting the same exact photo, I don't, or like the same angle or the same couple in the same exact outfit, I feel like it makes, I feel like it pulls back the curtain and shows that there's no magic behind there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're right on that. And I also think it potentially you know, could bring up a weird question if they either think you've stolen the photos from mm -hmm. someone else, which I know is something that unfortunately does happen in this industry that people utilize things that aren't theirs in their marketing or don't tag people and, and give the credit where it's due. So those sort of situations, or it might just make the person feel a little uneasy if they're seeing it multiple places that if, especially if you didn't call it out as a styled shoot image and, and you're kind of portraying it as if it was a real wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's just a, a portrait session and it's just a couple that looks like it's an engagement session, but there are seven other photographers that are posting just at different angles or in different ways or with different filters on them. Again, you got to do what you got to do to get started. So I'm not necessarily knocking that, but I would say don't make that your only option, your only styled shoot experience. And I can imagine as a planner, if I'm all of a sudden getting back seven different galleries, my head would be spinning. I would not want to touch mm -hmm. that, but I would be concerned that I wouldn't play favorites, but it wouldn't be favorites. It'd be, I just pick one gallery and stick to it. Cause I don't want to bother bouncing back and forth between all of them, you know? So that sounds yeah. like a lot more work to me than it's worth. But I also know, you know, getting that portfolio started is the most important. 
Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, some of these I've seen where it's big groups like that, the wedding planner, I think is even charging to be a part of it. Have you participated in a style suit where, where people were paying to be there or was no. it all just in kind? <laughs> yeah. Your labor yeah. Is, is how you're paying. Um, the only thing that we've ever, like, obviously I've paid for way too many decor pieces that are actually now pieces in my home. That's, that was like my, I was like, if I could reuse them afterwards, sure. Yeah. I could totally spend $250 on this antique drafting table. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That was already in my house first. And then we used it for a shoot. Of course. Cause you always like to take U-Hauls full of furniture to anything. You I, go do, to. I do. I <laughs> do. I had to stop offering rentals because like for the first six months of our business, I, I offered rentals and I would like dismantle the house for every single event. My husband's like, you got to stop. You got to, you can't. No, ma'am. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. That's a lot of extra work. That's a lot. That could not have been the best way to bring in side no. revenue. So I, I applaud you for making that change. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it, was a, it was a good idea to streamline. So I've obviously spent a lot of money on the decor pieces. And then the only other thing that I've helped pay for is the florist because they're the only ones with a real true hard in cost. Everyone else is mostly just time um, mm -hmm. and gas money. So um, I've heard of people splitting with the florist, like the photographer, the planner, and the florist will split it, split it three ways. So if you know, someone's spending 500 bucks on flowers, you're not going to want, a florist is not going to want to sign up for that. So finding a way to kind of distribute those costs evenly is a good idea. Yeah. I think that's a smart approach for sure. And in your experience, what, what vendors do you normally bring together for your styled shoots? Are you talking about rental companies? I mean, I, and a few that I've actually put together in the past, I did bring in a rental company to, yeah. I worked with Archive Rental in Southern California, which is a really amazing company. They have gorgeous stuff. And um, they brought me a few items for tablescapes, which was amazing, except, you know, of course I didn't get the convenience of delivery and stuff. So I was like driving everything myself back and forth, which, you right. know, they, they did give it to me for free for the weekend. So that was nice. Right. And that is really cool. So for me, I, I like to have three vignettes. So like three different areas that you're taking photos of, not just one, but three curated spaces. It could be a ceremony space with an altar. It could be a bar space. It could be a dessert table. It could be a reception table and a whole layout of that. Um, so I tend to have at least three, if not more, but very quote unquote Instagrammable moments that would be really catching, but we're focusing the detail on those spaces. So that's usually where I would need, obviously, photographer, hair and makeup, someone to do the designing and planning of everything, usually the wedding planner. You need a dress, something for the model to wear. You also need a model. You technically don't need a full couple. You can have just one person. I don't know about the conversion rates or like how people are connected more so to a full couple being there, but at least as long as you have, and usually it is just a bride, very rarely will you have just a groom. And then accessories, but that could be supplied. I've, I've seen photographers like buy stuff at Nordstrom's and then take it back. Uh, what? I'm not saying anything. Hey, what? No, what? I've never what? bought plants at Home Depot and used them in photos and returned nope. them. No, <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> that's crazy. I haven't done that for a wedding either too. What? No, that's like weird to do uh -huh. that. No. Uh-huh. Okay. So things, those are things we didn't do, obviously. Right. Things, for sure. You know, for sure. We would do though. Uh, or, or you were saying before that. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> um, so I, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, basically furniture and decor um, that could be supplied by the planner or a rental company, flowers, outfit, person to wear the outfit, person to take photos, 
and person to do hair and makeup. Those are kind of like the main components, the basics of what you kind of need to have going on. I like doing, I love doing style shoots with videographers. I think that a lot of people are missing out on that. I think that video is definitely the way that we're going digitally. Uh, Obviously I'm a huge fan of it because YouTube and whatnot, but um, to have behind the scenes of you setting up your flowers that's artfully done with a great videographer awesome. Do you have behind the scenes of a balloon arch being put together, which we have, and it's hilarious. Um, That's also really good for you and your business to toss on your website. But also the videographer can then pull everything together and create a really fun highlight reel for you to share on Instagram, for you to put on your website. So I think think people, more people should jump on the videographer bandwagon for style shoots. Okay. I, I dig that. With one of the things you mentioned, you mentioned the couple or the person that's featured. I was just thinking in the world we've been in lately, how important it would be to make that couple diverse, think Mm. outside of your normal Mm -hmm. bubble and have representation of of different types of couples, different skin tones, you know, all different things that, that we need to see more of in this industry. And I know we talked about last year on the podcast. So just a quick point there that this is a, a great place to be very intentional and actually make sure you're outside of just, you know, the closest person to you that you bring in as the model, Um, which I've seen in some of the wedding industry groups that folks will post and say, Hey, I'm looking for a couple to be the models. And you'll see a bunch of folks answering and, you know, they're picking the gorgeous model, like white girl and not, you know, maybe someone plus size or maybe a same sex couple or something, you know, a different race than you'd expect something more multicultural. So just have that in mind, because I think that that's an important thing for your business on that aspect. It's, it's just the right thing to do as well. So yeah, just a quick point there for you guys. Yeah. And I mean, cause we may need to crop this part out, but like, Heather and I actually, someone had looked at our feeds and commented on it because of, because of a lack of diversity. So it's something that we are definitely cognizant of, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's tough because I think this is something good for you guys to hear that it's a challenge because if you're in certain areas, your network is, you know, like for us, it's a lot of white people and that's just what it is. So our initial network, the people that we were able to get work with easily starting our businesses all looked the same. And then their friends looked the same and their referrals looked the same. And Mm. suddenly you look at your portfolio and you're like, Ooh, this isn't the most diverse crew. And so that's something where this is a great place to add that to your feed and to build your portfolio to show you're not only open and accepting of other people and different types of people, but you want to attract them. You want to include them and, and bring in that sort of business. So I think this is a good place um, to be intentional with that. Yeah. I I think that's the perfect phrasing for it because I mean, at the end of the day, we are, we're independent contractors that are hired by whomever will hire us. So it's not like, yeah, it's not like we're going to be out there advertising, hey, we only want to take on a certain type of couple or a certain look of a couple, especially after 2020. I will take anybody who wants to hire me. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. But it's a great opportunity to be intentional about making sure that um, your feed and your presence and who you are online and who your business is is, is inclusive. Um, so it's kind of a, a safe way of adding that in there, you know? For sure. I think it's just a, a place where you do have control over who's in the images. It's one of the rare places that you do in your business. And so, you know, make the decision wisely there and, and, you know, put a little of your heart into it to open it up so people see themselves in more images. But yeah, I just want to touch on that. And then I do think another thing that's important as you're putting this out there to the world is to note that they're styled shoots. I, obviously this is a big thing for me with the really budget (laughs) couples. 
that if they see these photos that are so amazing because they're totally professionally curated by a team of top pros, they think that's a normal wedding and that every inch of the event looks like that. We're really, like you said, you're doing a few vignettes, you're doing a few backgrounds that look perfect from the yeah. good end. And that's it. You're not filling an entire ballroom for hundreds of people with all of that. So no. um, I think it's important to put that out there and, and let people know, um, particularly because the skill set is a little bit different. And so if you're brand new and you have these style shoots, you still want to be transparent about that and not have your couples thinking, you know, that you've, these were all weddings you curated yourself and yeah. have them be disappointed if they find out otherwise later. It's just, it's just kind of, again, the right thing to do with putting things out there that are truthful and, and upfront. Um, and you don't have to call it out like big and bold. This is a style shoot. This is not a real wedding or something like that, but just yeah. be like, <laughs> you know, yeah. just in the, in the comments, like tag style shoot team and, you know, the yeah. people who you're tagging in it. And, and that way, if they're looking at it, they have that information. Another, another thing, if you can do this is put the approximate cost. If someone were to create that look for the whole wedding, mm. um, like florals for 10 tables would cost approximately this at retail, just so that they know, because the pricing lack of pricing transparency, I should say in this industry is a struggle for some couples. So, I mean, if you're working with couples who are, I would say below $30,000, that's like super helpful that you put this info when you're posting this. Obviously, if you work with couples with really high budgets, they probably don't care. But I'd say if you're working on that lower end tier of pricing in the wedding industry, it's, it's handy for your couples to see that and go, oh, okay, this is probably a little over the top for me, but I could pick and choose a few things in this and probably make it work on my budget. Yeah. I kind of wish there was like a, an option, a, a filter on Pinterest. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. show me centerpieces that are $50. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I want. What can I do for, actually, that's a really good, we should come up with something like yeah. that. Well, can even we if that you guys, yeah, like, like if you tag things in Pinterest with, cause I'm sure there are couples on Pinterest looking up like beautiful centerpieces that cost $50 and you could make yeah. that as an informational a little list to post on yeah. Pinterest or blog post. So those are things to think of depending on your audience, you know, what information actually helps you sell them. And that is something for like clients that you or I would work with. It would be something that makes them trust us more and see yeah. that, that we're on the same page with them. Yeah. I think, um, because it's hard with style shoots, obviously, if you're going to put money into it, it's not going to be a drastic amount. I've definitely put a lot into a style shoot before renting out a space, buying a bunch of antiques that I didn't need to buy, but <laughs> I bought them anyways. Well, um, you just, just wanted them. I we wanted know. them and they went well with the theme. <laughs> we did one that was like Tarzan meets Jane in okay. a, um, in a warehouse in downtown LA. And it was one of the best decisions. <laughs> it was so <laughs> cool. We had like handmade umbrellas hanging from the ceiling. Oh, I love that mm -hmm. style shoot. Yeah. So you can put a lot of money into it, but what it would be translated into a large event, like Heather was saying is astronomical. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way we had five hours to set up and then two hours to shoot and then three hours to tear down or whatever it was. Like we would not have physically been able to pull this off at a wedding. Like I would not yeah in good conscience, charge someone what I would have to charge to pull that level of decor off, at least 
in the very beginning when I was getting started, as we grow and prices change or what we offer changes, sure. But that transparency is really hard to communicate. So I think that's also really helpful when you're talking with your clients. You know, if you are looking at a floral, say, you know, based on what I understand, that arrangement probably for you would end up being about $65 because that's the general cost of a, of a typical centerpiece on average is 65 bucks. But when you're doing a style shoot, most of the time they're not average. Most of the time they're no that step up. They're extra. Yeah. So it's like what you're looking at right there, that's a hundred dollar centerpiece. So if you duplicate that 15 times, that's where the costs yeah. start to ratchet up a little bit. So let's pull the inspiration from this photo and figure out what we can do with something that suits your budget better. Exactly. And that's a right there, you guys, is a great conversation to work in with your clients early on as they're sharing their Pinterest boards with you, as you're meeting with them in person and discussing their style and they're showing you things that you're like, okay, well, that's not going to line up with your budget. So there's this way to give them that feedback without squashing their dreams or completely tossing the idea out. Um, It's just reworking it and configuring it to their budget. And that that takes finesse and figuring that out gracefully is it, it, it's never fun to tell someone that their eyes are bigger than their stomach. Um, mm-hmm. So that part can be really hard, but I think it's when we as wedding vendors can lead them with positivity and say, I really enjoy these elements. Let's see how we can pull these, these parts out and really create your own vision based off this styled shoot. Um, but that's more, that's, that's less when we're probably we're talking about our own style shoots and more when we're just looking at a client's Pinterest board being like, honey boo, you cannot afford any of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless you have a big stack of money, you didn't mention to me that you're wanting to add in. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> Unless you got a secret 10K lying around, I must come be a no. But we can take yeah. elements from that. We can evoke the same feeling somehow. So yeah, I think it's having that transparency. I, I probably would feel really awkward putting a cost down on how much I spent on a styled shoot. So like, I feel yeah. like that's a, I, I would probably fall into the camp of like, I don't even know how to price that out yeah. or how to put together the cost of what it would look like if it was multiplied to an actual wedding scale, you know? So yeah. I, don't know I think it's, I, do that. I love the idea though. Yeah. I think there's certain details of it. You can price out pretty easily. Like this tablecloth rental would be this much like rentals approximately this much per table Ta- uh, centerpiece as shown approximately this much retail like you could put those details hmm. um again you guys don't have to do this this is just my heart for those couples who yes. get their their <laughs> hopes <sweetest>. so high <laughs> and then they're like oh wah, wah. i'm over here with my yeah. sad sad little centerpiece that i wasn't <laughs> knowing it would be so tiny you know um yeah. but just something to think about. And, and again, depending on your market, if your market does not care about that and the numbers aren't so important, then like, don't even worry about this, yeah. but uh, it's just something that can kind of help them get a feeling of, you know, what they're going to get for their money. Anyway, I wanted to also talk about on, on the terms of money. I mean, how much are you thinking you make like ROI on a styled shoot? Oh, I have no idea how we even calculate that. Um, for me, I like style shoots because I, I, again, I just like making pretty things, <laughs> but you can't get clients without photos. I think it's mm-hmm. some wild statistic, like 70, 80% of couples book a client or book, book a vendor based off their social media presence. You probably have the exact number, <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't have the exact number, but <gasps> I mean, in what? this time, yeah. I, I think it could even be more because I, yeah. I feel like social media, it's like, if you didn't exist on social media as a wedding vendor, I think it would make people think you're potentially scammy. Um, I think that's kind of what they would relate it to is that you don't really exist. 
So at a minimum, they're going to like check for your reviews, check for what else you've been posting and kind of get your feeling, yeah. your vibe there. But a lot of them, I think are going to find you on social media. So it's huge. Yeah. I think in this day, unless you're Max, who literally has one oh. post on his Instagram. I know. Max sounds like the anomaly of a social media account. He's a <laughs> wedding photographer with one photo of himself on there. Yeah. And nothing else on his feed. That's it. Just one no. photo. And he's got thousands of followers with one photo. It's hilarious to me. Yeah. We're going to interrupt this podcast for just a moment because there is a screaming deal that you guys absolutely have to take advantage of. You see, I've been using HoneyBook in my business for like, I don't know, the last four years or so. And honestly, no kidding, this is one of the best decisions I've made. It makes it so easy for me to keep track of clients, keep track of details, and to avoid that dreaded accidental double booking. Did anybody else just shudder when I said that out loud? Because that totally did. But the good news is with HoneyBook, you don't have to worry about any of those things. It is literally made for wedding vendors like you and me. But the reason for that we're talking about them today is because they are offering a screaming deal that you have to take advantage of. For the next eight months, if you sign up right now, for the next eight months, all you got to pay is $1 a month. $1 a month. This is ridiculous. Please head over there and sign up and make your life so much easier. Head on over to theunionpodcast.com slash dollar because it's a dollar a month. All right, back to your regular scheduled programming. So I, I think the ROI is probably immeasurable because unless you do an event and then get back those photos, um, which are kind of less in control of when you're working with a photographer on a styled shoot. I mean, you don't feel as bad tapping them on the shoulder being like, hey, hey, um, and probably less to cull through because it's more curated and it's less in the moment. So it's typically a quicker turnaround from what I understand based on the photography schedule, of course. And I don't think there's, let's see, one, you get clients, you can finally get clients. Two, you get the right kind of clients. It's like the same reason you want to use the same the right kind of language in your copy on your website when you say looking for fun, energetic, fun-loving couples, then that's probably what you're going to pull in. The same can be done with your photos. I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. Can you think of what the ROI would potentially be? I mean, it's not so much that it'd be a specific number, but right. it's kind of like you can't even start making money without some sort of images. I mean, you can. You could get like friends, relatives, cousins, friends of friends to hire yeah. you who just know and trust you. But yeah. as far as getting a legit client off the street who doesn't know you at all, they're probably going to want to see something. <laughs> they're going to want to see some photos. They're going to want to see some reviews. So you're, you're going to want to build this up. So it's really the foundation of your portfolio. And, and without it, you know, it's going to be really hard to get any traction. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I don't think I had any photos when I booked my first client. But my first client was my brother's best friend. <laughs> so it's like, exactly. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need any. Yeah, I think it's, and they're so fun. I mean, they're, they're a money pit though. I spent They can be a money pit. So I, I think it's, it. that's, yeah. I think it's, you got to really set a budget for yourself, you know, approach it like you're planning a wedding and have your budget and break it down to where that money is going to be going. You know, get creative, go by Home Depot, borrow some plants. I mean, buy some plants. Uh -huh. And make it yes. work. <laughs> make it work, you know? But yeah, I think this is a super important thing for those of you early in this planning journey, like getting your planning business off the ground, like 
get out there, get one of these planned, go on and get some beautiful photos. We cannot yeah. wait to see them and share them with us. Like, yes, please. We've had some, <gasps> yes. On Instagram, we've had some people messaging us lately and sending us stuff about what they're doing with their what? businesses that they've started. Yeah. People. And I was like, get on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch this, girl. And yeah. it's so fun to see everybody getting everything going. So, like, if you make a styled shoot, like, just sneakily, like, tag us in there somewhere where we can go and look and see what you created. We want to cheer yeah. you on. Yeah, absolutely. I just get so pumped. And I love other people. Uh, well, of course I love other people, but I love when other people get creative juices going and man, we, I would love that. That'd be so cool. If you guys do style shoots, send it to us or tag us in it, tag us in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Let us see, please just let us see. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for this week. Anything you want to round it out? I just can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Oh, theming. If you have trouble picking a theme, go to classic movies or book characters just grab something out of a hat. We've, we've done Alice in Wonderland. We did Tarzan meets Jane with like a very urban spin on it. Um, our male model even had long hair. It was epic. It was awesome. Ooh. I know. It was great. Yeah. I would say find something around you that inspires you. I did a styled shoot based off a skincare line. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I said it. It was, it was interesting. I know. But just find something that inspires you and when in doubt, borrow a Disney princess, you know, just yeah. go back to good old Disney. Go with the classics. There you go. And that will do you do you well. Yep. Um, all right, you guys, tag us. Let us see what you uh, come up with, and we are so excited to see all you do in this brand new year, twenty twenty one, which is going to be going in a good direction. We're we're yes. ready for it. Yes, it will. <laughs> You've just walked down the aisle of today's episode of the Union Podcast. Thank you for celebrating today's show with us. We hope that you found a little gem of wedding wisdom from this episode. Please let us know your feedback by sharing a screenshot of this episode on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Union Podcast so we can hear your voices. Let us know what topics you'd love to hear about on future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Until next time, stay lovely, wedding friends.